Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Catch Louis Sung's new show every single day at dawn on the Miami Dolphins, also starting nine. I do that twice a week. Also check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell that one out for the latest content. We do not have a paywall. Why would we charge you to read what we write? And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Prize picks, use the code 5, F-I-V-E, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. NCAA tournament, Miami plays Houston on Friday. Get in if you like Wong to go weak. I played him over 14 and a half last night. That was easy money. Blend it with the NBA picks, the NHL picks, the MLS, golf, tennis. They have it all at prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. And for all your betting needs, go to betteredge.com. Peer-to-peer betting, so it's legal. You're betting against someone else there instead of against the app. Use the code 5, R-S-N to get $20 to play. That's betteredge.com, 5RSN, prize fix, use the code 5. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We do not have Alex or Brady tonight. They'll be back as the week goes on. The Heat next play the New York Knicks, so we're going up to my old neck of the woods. I don't really admit this to many people because they get upset when I say that I used to be a Nick fan, but it was during the Riley era and I was born in Queens and grew up in Long Island. And so that's kind of where that comes from. Tell them the jersey you own. Tell them the jersey you owned, Ethan. I only owned one jersey in my life. It's a number three. It's John Starks. When you dunk over Jordan, I get your jersey. I don't think I still have it anywhere, though, though my daughter would probably cop it uh, otherwise. She's got Haslam and Dragic and wait so it's okay she's done fine afterwards but we've got candace pedraza you can find her work at the knicks wall among other places just sort of really good piece about the knicks recent west coast swing the heat played the knicks on wednesday they play the nets on saturday i've called this a no excuses week you're home you've got days off between the games you're only playing two games they've got family fest coming up on sunday so this should be a festive week for the heat they've got four days of 40 with udonis has them coming up on thursday and they've got a healthy roster. They've got a healthy roster. So there should be no excuses this week. And yet I have no faith in the Heat to win both of these games, even though they need to. Candace, do you have more faith in the New York Knicks this year than in the past couple of years under Tom Thibodeau and why? Absolutely. Um, I think the big thing for myself as well as other fans of the team this year is the sustainability that we see with the team. Um, with obviously the free agent signing of Jalen Brunson. Uh, we have also Julius Randle playing even better than he was in that first all-star campaign. 
RJ Barrett is still growing and still making those strides. And they also just have an excellent young bench unit. That entire team, I think the average of the age of everyone on the Knicks team right now is about 25 years old and they're performing at this level. So the positivity is coming from a place of even if the Knicks, you know, do meet their maker in the first round of the playoffs, I think a lot of folks will be happy with this season because they know that next season, there's a very good chance that we'll come back even better uh, than the five seed, which is already exceeding every expectation that a lot of folks had for the team. Um, So yeah, no, compared to previous Tom Thibodeau years, uh, especially last year, which I feel like was just a bit of a blip for the team. Um, this season definitely just feels a whole lot more real for fans just because it feels a lot more sustainable. And I think that, that has a lot to do with Jalen Brunson, uh, but also just the rest of the youth and strength of the team as well. Yeah, I've, uh, I have to say that what Jalen Brunson has gone to New York and done, I did not think was going to happen. There was something about that signing that to me initially I thought maybe wouldn't work out as expected. And I was totally wrong. And he has transformed that roster. Uh, But before even talking about him, the last time New York came to Miami, Julius Randle obviously made uh, what is now uh, infamous to some, famous to others, uh, the Julius Randle uh, game winner in Miami, essentially. Um, I'm interested about your perspective as someone who's watched him game over game over game, because I don't watch Julius Randle game over game over game. He went from, to your point earlier, like all-star to kind of like the butt of all the jokes on social media, right? And now he's even ascended beyond where he was prior. The team is winning. And so I'm interested to hear your perspective on like that journey as a player and also as an observer or even a fan of the Knicks or Julius Randle how like that roller coaster ride has culminated in him actually coming back to playing good basketball. Cause some guys like once they get hit like that, they don't come back. And I, so I think it's a real interesting story. Um, so you being so close to the Knicks, I'd like to hear your perspective on Randall's kind of comeback year. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like, I don't know if I'm in the minority when it comes to this thought process with Randall, but I feel like the season that he had last year wasn't that bad. It just felt worse (laughs) compared to what he was able to do um, for the team in that playoff run. Um, You know, he was kind of like the savior for the team in that season where, you know, we expected great things from him in that first round. We thought, okay, this is his legacy right here in this series with the Hawks. And he was just absolutely dominated by that team. Um, They really cracked the code with him with just doubling him and just forcing him to rely on the rest of the uh, players that he had around him, which at that time were not exactly up to snuff, I guess, compared to him and compared to the Hawks at that time. So for me last season, I didn't find it that he had a bad season, but compared to that playoff run, I think folks were expecting him um, to provide a lot more. Uh, but I mean, this year he has just been absurd. I feel like I saw a stat, uh, related to his three point shooting and rebounding. He's like one of the only players to average like eight, three point makes a game along with like 10 rebounds or something like that. Something to that effect. I could be wrong. Um, and he has just been a force 
Um, so I, tonight, even I was actually, I'm doing the recap for their game tonight against the wolves. I think they're losing, but that's neither here nor there. I'll pretend I don't see it, but <laughs> he is just like a bull in a China shop. I think that that's analogy. That analogy has been used the most often when it comes to describing Julius Randall. Um, and he has been nothing short of that, uh, this season. Um, I think him being the butt of the joke online had a lot to do with the fact that the expectations, as I said, from the playoff year into last year, where it was just completely night and day, um, things did not go New York's way whatsoever. We also just did not see a development of the team that we were expecting to see and that we're seeing this year instead. Um, I think now with Jalen Brunson and having that weight off of his shoulders where he doesn't have to carry the entire offense, it's completely unlocked his game. He looks a lot more confident. Um, he flows up and down the court with ease. Um, so I think that's been a really big part of his resurgence. It's just New York finally having a reliable point guard. Well, Candace, we know in New York, once you get the money, there are certain expectations. And it's happening here in Miami, too. Tyler Hero and R.J. Barrett in the same draft class uh, both came in with a lot of fanfare. Some of it Tyler brought on himself. R.J., he's playing in the biggest media market in the world. And it feels like a little bit that he's become the guy that Tom Thibodeau rides. Um, is that is that fair? Because it definitely seems like he's the guy that the media rides. Rides in terms of gets on him. Gets on him, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I think that the media definitely here gets on him a lot. Um, and I think it has to do with the fact that he just got paid. Um, and him being the third overall pick has a lot to do with it as well. Um, that being said, I do think that with RJ, the conundrum was that he tends to go on like these 10 game stretches. We are like, this is like the second coming <laughs> of, you know, a, a, a Jordan-esque player. Oh, like yeah. he is going to be an all-star count it next season. He's making that leap. Then he goes on another stretch of like 10 games where you're like, uh, I don't know. I might have to take that back. He is, you know, looking a lot less consistent. His defense falls off um, when his shot isn't falling. So it's like with him, I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Um, the con being that he is a bit inconsistent. Um, and I say that because he's only 22 years old. <laughs> so I think that's something that the media does tend to forget a lot with RJ Barrett. Um, he's still very young. He's still developing. Um, and at, I, I think post all-star break, he's looked much better on both ends of the floor. And recently, I think I read an interview that Tom Thibodeau did with the media, uh, before a game where he said that he's been really pushing him to stop taking as many three point shots and really just use his brute strength to get into the paint, uh, you know, he is really good at drawing fouls. He's really good at finishing at the rim. There's no need for him to just be trying to be a three-point specialist because that's not what he's there for. Um, and I think that that's also really impacted his defense as well. So I don't think Tom Thibodeau rides him, though. I don't know if he really rides anybody this season, which is mm -hmm. very refreshing. <laughs> um, usually, like, you could really tell if he's not feeling a player. Uh, but this season, I think he's been pretty happy with the product, uh, that's been on the floor, but New York media. So it's not, it's not Cam Reddish, Candace. Oh, it's not Cam Reddish. I, yeah, no, not Cam Reddish. That I know nothing about, <laughs> but that was weird. That was a very weird situation. 
but definitely not on that level. No, not at all. And I think he's still averaging maybe second most minutes on the team behind Randall. So Tibbs definitely relies on him a lot. Talk about relied upon uh, the Heat and the Knicks. Both went point guard shopping at the same time. Jalen Brunson, Kyle Lowry. And at the time, Kyle Lowry was considered by most people, I guess you'd say, as uh, the best point guard in that free agent class. Obviously, Brunson being younger and such uh, has you know, upside that Kyle Lowry did not have. And the two situations have gone kind of in opposite directions. Lowry's first season was good in that the Heat were good. And um, they, you know, he was able to kind of lead groups of role players uh, to be better than the sum of their parts. They ended up the one seed. They get to the Eastern Conference Finals. This year, it's been the polar opposite of all of that. The fans are frustrated with him. Jalen Brunson, it's been so much different in that he's just arrived on the scene there. And I feel like Knicks fans have uh, like been in his corner since he's arrived schematically. Like, what are you seeing that they're doing differently now that they have him? That's uh, that's working so much differently. That's leading to winning specifically. Um, Like, what is that thing that he's brought? Um, I'm just interested to pick your brain there on, on Brunson specifically. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Compared to last season where, like I said, I think a lot of the offense ran through Randall. Um, Because of that, there was not a lot of spacing. Um, Things were very crowded on the floor, especially in the paint. And I think that's where New York definitely thrives is being able to score in the paint. Um, They have Mitchell Robinson who can clean it up if things go awry down there. But otherwise, they are excellent as a team um, in the paint and inside of the three-point line. With Brunson added, it just opens everything up on offense for them. Um, He is able to really get Mitchell Robinson going specifically with really good pick-and-roll schemes. I think that also he is just really good at drawing the attention of a defense, Um, and I think that just has a lot to do with, like you said, the unexpected production from him. Um, So when he does get into the paint, he's a real threat all of a sudden he could just pass it out to Randall, who's a pretty decent three-point shooter, uh, to quickly when he's on the floor with him, um, to uh, a rolling Mitchell Robinson if he happens to be open down there as well. So I think that with Brunson added outside of you know the schematic stuff that has really helped to open up their offense, he also just gives them a lot of grit that First of all, New York fans love, (laughs) you know, we love to see a gritty New York Nick player. Um, And I think he just provides that like spark immediately. Like he's very competitive. He's really nose to the ground. We're going to grind out this win one way or the other. It's going to be very ugly. There will be blood, but at the end of the day, we will have gotten the win. So he's very much that type of leader. I feel like for this team. Um, And he really just stabilizes everything in doing so. So he would have fit in so well in Miami. Oh, Candace. he would have been great. Oh, I'm envious. <laughs> he would have been fantastic. Yeah, no. So he, yeah, you know, he definitely uh, uh, is a, a fan favorite, if not the fan favorite very quickly. Um, I, yeah, I love him personally as well. Point guard without all the flopping too. Anyway, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned he would, he would have fit in 
in Miami, but actually what, what this Knicks team is a little bit like, not quite because nothing will be a little bit like the Riley Ewing Mason Oakley teams and the physicality. I always tell this story because Pat always tells this story, but Pat likes what he talks about his New York days, which isn't often. He tells the story about how when he first got there, the marketing team had this like glitzy campaign that they were putting together because they wanted to capitalize on the Showtime Pat, you know, the L.A. Pat. And Pat at that point was back to Schenectady Pat. And so Pat essentially said, that's not what we effing want. He's like, we want chalk outlines. And so that was basically the marketing strategy that he wanted with Oakley and Mason and Ewing. And it, again, this is not a chalk outline team. There's not quite, but Brunson, I think that the biggest compliment you could pay him is that he could play on those teams. He could play on the, on the Starks, uh, Derek Harper, Doc Rivers, you know, Mason, Oakley, uh, Anthony Bonner, Patrick Ewing teams that gave the heat so many problems. And then the Spreewell teams uh, that came after it um, that, that, that played that way. Uh, I do want to ask one other question because Donovan Mitchell is not a big fan of mine right now. I, I think he's got misconstrued. Uh, a little bit and uh, he took something out of context that got aggregated and I've had to address it in a few different places, but he's a damn good basketball player. And obviously the Knicks thought they were getting him and they didn't end up getting him. And so this feels a little bit as well as they played like a consolation prize team and you may end up seeing them in the first round. In fact, you probably will see them in the first round. And the Nets are playing Cleveland in the next two Philadelphia's kind of run away from Cleveland. They may run away from Boston at this stage and end up in the two and the Knicks look like they're going to be the five seed. I mean, that's the most likely scenario right now. How is a Donovan Mitchell versus Knicks series going to play out in New York? This is, I'm dreading that series so much because I love Donovan Mitchell. I was very excited at the prospect of us getting him, but it didn't work out. And that's totally fine. You know, we had a great year as well. But, um, Oh my gosh. I just feel like the Knicks and the Cavs are such an evenly matched team. And that's what scares me because it could really go either way. Um, it really depends. And I guess I could speak more for the Knicks. It depends on how they end the regular season because they do tend to be a bit streaky um, when it comes to both their offense and their defense. Um I will say that I am actually kind of happy that they have the five seed because they are a better row team. Um, so that's, I guess, one advantage. But, oh, my gosh, I think in New York it is going to be very uh, Trey Young-esque for no reason <laughs> in terms of just trying to make him a bit of a villain. Um, but I don't I don't think that he has that energy, for me at least. Like, Trey Young comes in, he's like, I want to be your nightmare. Donovan Mitchell just comes in and hoops and just, oh God, just cuts up defenses like no problem and just elevates the Cavs ceiling so much. Um, so I am really looking forward to that series. I think I agree. I think that's going to definitely shake out to be the first round um, for New York. But I like our chances a little bit better just because I think that we do have the edge in terms of depth. Otherwise, I think it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm not looking forward to the media surrounding <laughs> that series yeah, but i'm curious as to what what uh ended up getting aggregated uh well what I'll got aggregated I might, I might as well just you know what i'm gonna do the ad first because i want people to wait through the break on this and then greg <laughs> is gonna ask about the heat so this is a little bit of selling here we'll be back with candace in a second want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network water cleanup of florida they've just announced open enrollment in their new membership program the preventative me membership pro maintenance program will assist 
the average homeowner become more aware of the primary maintenance need to your home, plus additional programs to place members on a hurricane priority list after a major weather event and annual air quality testing services. They got over 60 years of inspecting buildings for damage in South Florida. So water cleanup of Florida can notice the trends that lead to the development of this unique program. And remember, insurance claims typically do not cover damage due to a lack of primary maintenance. So check them out. WCUFL.com, WCUFL.com. Call our guy Michael anytime in his personal cell. If you got questions, he will answer at any time. I promise you that. He answered. He was doing work over in Fort Myers helping people who've been hit by that hurricane. Michael answered his phone for me. He probably wishes he had. 954-579-0356. 954-579-0356. WCUFL.com. If you got the schmutz. They got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, let's get back to Kansas on this in a second, but I'll address this because I've addressed it on playback if people follow that and on our off the floor feed. But essentially, essentially, Greg and I had both heard, right? Greg, we can confirm both of us from different sources for months that the reason that Donovan Mitchell did not push for a trade to Miami, even though he wanted to pay with Bam Adebayo, was that he had some concerns about playing with Jimmy Butler, who is his friend, by the way. I never said he's not his friend. 
on a day-to-day basis. We've said it on many podcasts. Like you and I have said it before. I literally got out of the locker room after the heat win against Utah. And I was going on, see Alf got this out of me because he was drunk. And so I acted so just in concert with him. He got a five minute hit, a five minute hit on hangover time, which is not even our program, but posts on our channel. So if I was trying to get clicks and aggregation, I would not, I would have done it on one of our 4 million platforms that we have right now. I did it there just because I was shooting the bleep. And I just, it just came out. NBA Central, our good friends at NBA Central, aggregated, aggregated it. it. Bleacher Donovan Report Mitchell. aggregated it from there. Donovan quote tweeted it and said, you can just say anything on this app, SMH, SMH, whatever. Six million people came after me. Greg, we stand by our reporting, correct? Correct. And I mean, I, I don't want to make it any kind of deep thing. Like I, I think people should, and I, I, I don't even want to address this much further because I don't want to take uh, a great episode with Candace down um, the heat Twitter path, but uh, it wasn't like, you know, Jimmy and Donovan Mitchell don't get along or anything like that. It's just, we heard that the reason why Donovan Mitchell ever pointed to Miami was Bam Adebayo and Bam Adebayo only. So um Anyway, as we and, and, and to, to add to that, Greg, again, I want I want you to get in the last question of Candace here, but since she asked uh, and we, we would love to have you on this program anytime, although I don't think these teams are going to match up in the playoffs, but who knows? Um, the, the other part of this was, as we reported many times, the Miami Heat could not get Donovan Mitchell without trading Bam out of bio, that that was the piece that Utah wanted. Danny Ainge probably wasn't going to deal with Miami anyway because he doesn't like dealing with Pat Riley, but it was going to take Bam Adebayo to even start the conversation, and that was a non-starter for the Heat, so that wasn't going to happen, and there you go. So there's the context of it. We've never said that it would have happened if Donovan had wanted to play with Jimmy. What we've simply said is if Donovan had pushed to play in Miami, there would have been a better chance of acquiring him because that's typically how this works, but maybe it would have increased the chance from 5 to 10% to 20%. Okay. I, I never said that it was going to be a quote unquote slam dunk. Unfortunately on Twitter, I wasn't going to explain this to a bunch of goons, uh, you know, hiding behind fake pictures with eight followers telling me about their social media reach. So F them. To, and I wasn't going back at Donovan either because I had great respect for Donovan. And actually I had a very good interview with Donovan three days earlier when he was in here with Cleveland. So he doesn't know who the hell I am. He just knows that, I got aggregated by our friends at NBA Central. And by the way, they are our friends. So that's the weird part about all this is we know who runs that account. Okay. Greg, you had a question for Candace about the heat. I did. It, you know, it's very surgical of you to sneak all that drama into this episode because it'll be a Knicks episode and people aren't going to expect you to have addressed that here. Oh, we don't so get I aggregated like, anyway. I, I like that you snuck it in just here. Coming out with us. Candace is like rolling her eyes. Like, when are you going to get done with this uh, story? But no, thank you for listening to uh, our aggregation drama because it has become that. I'm interested, actually, as we close here, Heat Knicks, right? Um, it's coming up again. The first matchup or the latest matchup went to New York um, in dramatic fashion. What are your thoughts on the heat? Like if you were scouting, a, let's say it was a four or five matchup in Miami was there. What are your thoughts on the heat in terms of how they match up with New York? What's dangerous about the heat in your 
opinion what's not dangerous what are you not afraid of what are the the pain points and also the spots you know that can take them down i'm just interested from your scouting report because we sometimes get heat blinders on watching the team every day absolutely i so first of all i am perpetually scared of the heat because i uh did grow up with the 90s knicks but i grew up with the uh you know really awful 20 10 prior to mellow <laughs> years Knicks um, where LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch were just tearing up every single Eastern conference team every single year, including the Knicks, just embarrassing them every year uh, without Carmelo. So even with Carmelo, but <laughs> I'm, I am perpetually scared of the heat. Um, that being said, I feel like seeing how they've performed this year has been a little surprising um, just on the outside looking in because on paper, it feels like they should be a really scary team in terms of their defensive intensity. Um, and then in terms of offense, you have Bam Adebayo, who is just a threat um, on both ends of the floor, but can put 20 and 10 up on you every single night. You have Jimmy Butler, who, you know, despite injuries, has just kept coming back and still been a consistent scorer uh, for the Heat and just for any team that he's been a part of. Um, and you guys also just have a really solid bench, in my opinion, in terms of their ability to really stop the bleeding um, on defense and also they're able to score. So the fact that the Heat haven't performed better has been really surprising to me. Um, but I think that they're still extremely solid on defense. I think that has a lot to do with Bam Adebayo. Um, you know, I love Mitchell Robinson on the Knicks because I feel like he is our defensive anchor and I feel the exact same way about Bam. Um, and so I feel like when the Knicks and the Heat match up, it's a really good gritty type of game. I feel like they play a very similar style of defense um, on one another. The con, I would say, for Miami is just that the scoring has not been there <laughs> consistently at all. Everyone notices it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it hasn't been there. Can't throw and it in so, the damn ocean. Yeah, yeah that's the problem. It's a big problem. And so I feel like that has been where New York has been able to, to take advantage. Um, granted, obviously, that Randall game, first of all, I'm still recovering my voice from that because the <laughs> Knicks don't hit a lot of buzzer beaters. <laughs> um, so that was just incredible. And I tuned in the, after thinking that they were going to lose. Um, so I was like, ah, um, I'm just going to go to sleep. Let me get some some extra hours in. Like, this is going to be a wash. Uh, and I, I turned the game on just to see like, you know, how things shook out, you know, just to see like if, if they were able to get it close to see that I was like, oh man, we're, we're, we're taking the chip. Like if we could beat Miami, <laughs> it's going to be no question, but you know, Knicks fans like myself, like to, to overreact to stuff, but so do we, uh, yeah, <laughs> very similar in that. Well, trust me, Knicks Twitter, heat Twitter. I've heard are very. Uh, well, it, 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 it's a little different in one sense, and I'll just say yeah. this, and we really appreciate Kansas's time today. Definitely check out her work at the Knicks Wall. The difference is one fan base is spoiled, like super spoiled. Like if you don't get every star, it, it's a total failure. If you don't win 60 games, you don't go to the finals, it's a total failure. It's winning or misery. It's the whole Riley thing. The other fan base is beating the hell down. It, and to the point that they, they – and again, I grew up in that fan base when that team was pretty good and the, during the Riley years. 
and to a certain degree with the Jeff Van Gundy years. And the crazy thing about it is it's like literally like they do get excited over the stupidest little things. Like they won one game against Atlanta and had a parade outside the Sabaro. And and I I had Michael Rappaport on the podcast last year and he could well, he can't stop cursing anyway, but he couldn't stop cursing about the effing Knicks fans who embarrassed everybody by going crazy with one win over Trey Young. So, you know, I, I get if it. If you're and still a Knicks fan after all these years, I feel like that means you're actually really vested to that squad. So, yeah, like, no, shout I, out I to those it. Knicks fans that that went through that era and now are getting to see winning basketball. Yeah, It's similar in a lot of ways. I've always compared the Knicks to the Dolphins. Um, both had their best success in the 70s. Both had brief periods of success with great players in the 80s, whether it was Ewing or Marino. And both have been total shit shows ever since. Uh, and so every, every like four or five years, they'll make the playoffs and then get eliminated in the first round. Like that is the Knicks. That is the Dolphins. The only difference is, and actually the Knicks made the finals in 99 in the lockout season when they ended up beating the heat in the first round as an eight to one matchup. The Dolphins made the playoffs in 2000 and have not won a playoff game since. And so the Knicks are the Dolphins, the Knicks. Are, so I, I, we deal with Dolphin fans in the network and they remind me of Nick fans. Um, and they're very different from Heat fans. They're very different from Heat fans. Heat fans, if you don't if you don't win the chip every year, it's a failure. I get it. Riley established that, but it gets a little annoying here. All right, thanks to Candace. We appreciate the time. Speaking of annoying, Greg and I are done uh, for the night. Uh, tomorrow, we'll get a little bit more Heat-centric. Uh, probably talk more about Kyle Lowry tomorrow, actually, because I, I think we, we should deep dive on how he's looked since he's come back and when eventually he may start. Thank you, Candace. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.